You are listening to They All Marvel podcast. This podcast is for Marvel, sci-fi, and fantasy fans who want a Christian take on current pop culture, movies, books, and music. I'm your host, Darlene Bojek. I'm joined by pop star influencer Han Bojek and future best-selling author, Selen Bojek. Today, we are going to be talking about uh, Morbius and Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, um, this podcast will include spoilers, movie spoilers. If you haven't seen it, do not proceed or proceed at your own risk. Okay, so let's um, let's start with Han. Tell me, we just finished watching Morbius altogether. Just finished. And before Han tells us his opinion, I do need to tell you, we are also joined by uh, Chikalola Bojek, who is a resident um, Havanese, but she looks just like Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, and Chewbacca. So she, you, might hear, you might hear her, her uh, making some, uh, her presence known. <laughs> All right, so Han, tell us what you thought about Morbius. This was your second time seeing it. Yes, this was my second time seeing it. First time I saw it in the theaters. Um... Honestly, second time seeing it, I appreciated it more the second time. Um, obviously, it's no uh, it's no secret this movie is greatly made fun of, uh, especially looking at the fact that it failed at the box office two times. Um, but honestly, I like the action. I know the dialogue is a little bad and the movie's a little slow, but I'll say the action and the fighting scenes are pretty top-notch. All right. What about you, Selen? Um, personally, it was really bad. Um, I found myself to be distracted quite a bit. Like I would be watching the movie, but and like the words would be like I'd be listening to the words, but it wouldn't like you know register in my brain. So it just kind of like I'll watch it and then I'm like wait, what are they saying? And so it was it was very slow for me. But I'll admit the action and some of the CGI was pretty cool. And I like the the bats. I really like the bats. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, it's very interesting. That was Chica so, <laughs> saying hello. Um, it's very interesting that uh, Han came back from college and he said, "We got to watch this movie. It's terrible. Everybody's making fun of it." What was the What was the thing that they were all saying about about Morbius? What's the whole um, gossip about Morbius. Uh, it, uh, it, it's just very cringy. Dialogue's cringy. Yeah. They, it's like they're trying to act like this is like the fifth installment of a series, and you can't act all like you know cringy and like have cringy dialogue like this. This is a type of dial. It's like as if you have Tony Stark dialogue, but dialed down to a ten-year-old. I was really looking at, I was actually really looking forward to the line, it's Morbin time, which Han told me was in the movie, but it wasn't. So I was disappointed by that. Well, Han said that the movie was a box office failure and then uh, people started making fun of it, kind of like a um, cult favorite where they made fun of it, how bad it was. And so because there was all sorts of stir, what happened, Han? Then people started acting like it was the best movie. So they would always use the joke like, this movie uh, made a more billion dollars at the box <laughs> office. And they started saying like, this is the best movie ever. So the uh, company decided to re-release it in theaters again. And they lost even more money. <laughs> Do you know how, anything about how much money they lost? I think from what I... I like, don't quote me on this, but um, I'm pretty sure they like released to like 500 theaters something around that ballpark and they only got sixteen thousand dollars in ticket sales but like that's how much you pay for one theater so we're not even like they they lost money they lost a lot of money they just only had about like i don't know like a thousand people more actually see the movie on the re-release well so han came back saying this is a terrible movie and then i saw the pre uh, i only saw the the um poster on um, online, uh, the cover, and I thought, well, what's it about? And he's like, no, you can't even see the preview. You have to just watch the movie with us. And so I thought it was going to be a horror movie. 
and we kind of hesitated for a week or two. Was it yeah, two weeks? We just kept putting it off. We kept putting it off. And then I watched it, and I loved it. I loved it. And maybe what it is is a generation thing. Wait, you liked it? I really liked oh. it. You know, we made this decision to only rent it. Renting it is four ninety nine. Buying it, $6. A $1 difference. Han's like, we'll never watch it again. Don't waste that no, dollar. No, 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 no. Okay, to be fair, we can watch it with a VPN through Netflix. Um, we just want to watch it on the big TV. Okay, but I don't. we couldn't watch it on the big TV Again, if I would paid a dollar more, we could have seen it again. I really liked it. Maybe it's a generation thing. Maybe it was written by people my age. Not like I'm like ancient, but I really thought it was well thought through. The very end maybe was terrible. The very end was maybe terrible because, uh, and we'll get into that in a second. But otherwise, I was very compelled to watch it, interested in watching it. And I think maybe Selen was influenced by Han saying it's a lousy movie. Because no, if I mean, he hadn't said that. Before, before Han even came here, like, I, I, I already heard about it and heard it was bad. And, like, I, I was watching it with an open mind. Because sometimes I like movies that other people consider bad, but I genuinely just didn't really like it. So let's talk about what's so terrible about the movie. Let's talk about... Um, you say you say dialogue. What what did they say that was bad dialogue? I didn't Haunted I didn't that. feel cringy. I didn't, I'm really particular. The dialogue doesn't sound canned, and I didn't feel that anything was unnatural. But was there a scene that you remember that said, "Come on"? Han was the one who mentioned dialogue, so maybe. Oh no no! I I don't even know how to read, so I'd rather have, <laughs> like I'd rather have you get your opinion on this because like honestly, I mean, I'm just saying what the general population thought. For me, it was just like, yeah. I mean, I can't I can't think of any specific scenes because. You won't like me when I'm hungry. Because she was. <laughs> you won't like me when like, I'm hungry. Was funny. Part, Seriously, that's a Hulk scene. That's a yeah, Hulk line. There's a lot of references. I am. Blum. I am Venom. Okay, yeah, I am Venom. What other uh, Easter eggs were in there? Daily Bugle. Daily Bugle. Mm-hmm. Um, Batman? No, wait, he wasn't. I don't think well. so. Honestly, oh. it felt like Gotham. It did. Yeah. It did have a feel of Gotham, the dark, the dark city, and he's Batman anyway. He's like the Marvel Batman, right? Mm-hmm. But he was a scientist, sort of like, like Bruce Banner. Bruce Wayne is a scientist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bat guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember like specific dialogues, but that I, I did feel like a few times that the line was like kind of corny or, like it wasn't like bad, but like, is like I felt like they could have used better words or something. Maybe, um, I, um, I liked the storyline. I liked the idea. Um, I was very surprised by who the villain ended up being. Really. I had no idea who the villain would be, but the fact that the villain was the person that it was, it's, I said we're going to have spoilers, so <laughs> we might mention that in a little bit. But um, Okay, so in the story, he's trying to find a cure. He, he establishes his ethics at the very start by not accepting uh, the Nobel Prize for medicine because it was an accident. And he says it was not purpose, so I'm not going to accept it. And he got kind of in trouble by his friend, doctor that he was working with because they needed the financing. So they were kind of leaning a lot on Milo's finances. We didn't really understand where he got his money. That didn't explain. We did hear that he dropped out of law school. So he was not a lawyer. He was just probably naturally wealthy. It's just, <laughs> he had to be. That was that was not explained. And so it became a... Um, it became an eagle, like the eagles of Mordor, uh, eagles taken, rescuing them from Mordor. Mm-hmm. All the eagles, right? It was just a, yes. um, what's it called? Eagles. Uh, Deus es machina, which is where mm-hmm. the author just creates it to make it work for the story. Deus ex without machina. Without explaining. Machina? Machina. It's the, the machine. The, the, the author created it, created the machine to solve them instead of the character solving his own problem. But in any event, it's a gimmick. Um, so he he creates a drug. He thinks it's going to work because it worked on the rat. Okay, plot hole right there. Right? 
Like, why did it work on the rat? Why did it not turn the rat into a, a monster? I mean, the monster only comes out, like, when they need the blood. So maybe the rat just didn't need blood at that moment in time. Yeah, but they... Did they not watch it? You know, they didn't explain oh, why the yeah. rat... Because the rat yeah. was the proof. And they didn't explain why the rat wasn't... Um, uh, uh, or the mouse didn't come back. I mean, didn't have the same kind of symptoms. Of course, different DNA. Rats have different mm-hmm. DNA. Pigs have more D- uh, DNA similar to humans than rats do, I think. I heard. So then he goes on the ship. He creates his, his medicine. But unlike the rat who dies and a few minutes later comes back, this guy immediately turns into this monster. So that was another plot hole. But in the event, he um, he ate the six guys on the ship. Then he un- inexplicably knows how to dive off of a ship. Knows he's going to survive if he dies off of it, dives off the ship. Another another kind of question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So what else? Um. Uh, I saw. Um, I saw a very interesting um, uh, ethic in there, though. Besides the fact he's, he was set up to be ethical, like, like to yeah. have a very strong ethic. And so the end of it, it I mean, his, he killed his friend because his friend was a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And then what did he do? And then he continued... Using his powers. Right. Yeah. And he joined up with some, like... Was it Vulture? Was mm-hmm. he a good guy? No. No. He said, that doesn't m- make sense. Why he would become bad. Maybe mm-hmm. that's why people didn't like it. I don't think he's a bad... I think he's a... He's like he's a, a venom, gray. venom type of bad guy. Like, there are some things he does that is, like, questionable... But he's also done good things, kind of. Mm-hmm. He had his own ethic. That's right. Even the medication, the way he's using the drugs on himself, though. Yeah, but he's using like the drugs morally illegally. gray. Well, it was only morally gray when he would hurt himself, right? Which is sort of like an acceptable, like experimenting on yourself. That's how um, there's a uh, the way we have stents. You know, this heart surgery. A uh, doctor couldn't get permission to do it. Um, to do it on living people. He was trying to figure out a way of, uh, of putting a stent into a heart. Mm-hmm. And the only way he figured out a way, but he, could only, he was only allowed to legally work on corpses, but he needed it on a live person. And they wouldn't permit him, the hospital, the research people wouldn't permit him to work on a live patient. Mm-hmm. So he did it on himself. And he got his nurse to... Help him, um, help him, but he he handcuffed he handcuffed mm-hmm. her to the to the bed um, uh, to the hospital bed oh, so man. that she because um, she thought he and she thought that he was going to do it on her. She was willing for him to do it on her, but he ended up doing it on himself. He hit, he handcuffed her so she wouldn't stop him. So she did it on herself. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he did it on himself. I'm sorry and. When he did it on himself, he survived. And we yeah. have stents today because the doctor tried it on himself. He got the Nobel Prize for literature for that. I mean, not literature. <laughs> for science. <laughs> Nobel Prize for science. So for, for you're off on too much on the conversation. <laughs> this was... Um, uh, so the question... This is around the um, time of the Second World War. So the question is, if if doctors are allowed to experiment on themselves right is, I mean, it, no eth- is it unethical i don't think it is i don't think it's unethical so i don't even say it's yeah. gray it's like if you're not if you're sure of your thing um there's uh, there's lots of stories like that um uh, sir, uh cure for um uh dizziness what's it called vertigo, vertigo. it was was solved by a doctor on himself you know so so doctors sometimes have that believe really believe such and such is true. Sometimes they have to show, prove it on themselves. 
Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say that's great. But what's bad is that they turned that, they morphed it into his, um, into he now suddenly is all bad. He kills his friend for being bad and now he's allowed to be bad. Right? So the mm-hmm. end is maybe why people are like, come on. Would you would you say the movie would be better if he had killed himself? <laughs> I mean, that, there would be no sequel. Yeah. Do we really want a sequel, though? I don't know if the sequel's even happening. I mean, they got the girl, the vampire girls awake now, right? Yeah. We do we want to? They will not have money. They have to pay back all the I mean, all their debt. Yeah, all the money they lost from this, and plus, is any is there any like demand for Morbius too? Anyway, I don't think so. Especially going, getting together, he's joining up with Vulture. I don't I know. I think he's going to be in like Vulture, the. I don't, sorry for interrupting no, you. It's okay. I don't know what it's called. Something like the Evil Six or something. It's like a very popular Spider-Man comic. That's what they're trying to build towards. Where it has the Vulture, Morbius, and then like this Rhino-looking guy, Green uh-huh. Goblin. They're trying to get all six together because obviously, Tom Holland's signed up for another trilogy of Spider-Man. And I think the last film in this trilogy is going to be this. So they're trying to mm. build up to all those characters. So he might show up probably in us in the Spider-Man movie. Mm. But it's all on see up to whether Marvel's going to allow that. I mean, in the end, Sony produced this film. Sony owns all the rights to Marvel. But Marvel doesn't like what Sony's doing right now. So Marvel kind of has something to say against it. But I think like in the end, Sony has every right to do a film like that. Why did I think that Disney owned Marvel? Disney didn't Disney buy Marvel? Disney does own Marvel. Yeah. Sony is not part of Disney. Sony owns the Spider Man character. Oh. Yeah, like after Spider Man like... was it No Way not No Way Home, Far Far From Home or something? Think, yeah. After that film, Sony actually made an official statement saying from now on Tom Holland's only gonna be in Sony movies, he's no longer gonna be in mm. the MCU. But then they pushed through with one more film, which was Far From Home. Far Far No. But no they way got home. all the characters in there. Yeah, and then for No Way Home, when Sony realized how big of a success that was, then they said, you know, you know what, we can do one more trilogy. That's interesting. Okay, so um, what about uh, good and evil or spiritual take t- spiritual takeaways from this movie? Was it ethical movie? Um, well, I feel like, like he did try to hold on to his ethics throughout the movie. I mean, like you said, it kind of crumbled at the end when he became bad as well. Um, but it was... Uh, I don't know. I've, I found it... I found the ethics part to be... Uh, just the fact that he was very faithful to his own... Uh, his own beliefs, I think, was nice. He didn't try and change it for the... Um, until the end. <laughs> until the end. Until the end, yeah. She's like, wait, what? <laughs> what do you think, Han? Was it, um, what are some uh, spiritual truths that uh, were messed with or that were good in this movie? Um, spiritual truths. Honestly, like similar to Selen's answer, like the whole like mixture of like him being this whole ethical dude, being like, oh, like let me be truthful, let me be this, let me be that, kind of like to all changed at the end. But I'm still kind of a little debating about the end because, like, he doesn't know who this vulture dude is. He doesn't know this guy's bad. And in the end, the guy said, hey, maybe we can do some good. So maybe he's just, like, kind of in the middle where he thinks they are going to do good. Because obviously he's not going to go around killing people. We know that. Kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Because, like, I mean, while while he's trying to, you know, be a good guy, um, I don't know, the, the virus or the serum thing just brings out all the evil in him. Kind of like in Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And I mean, I don't know what he's going to do at the very, at, the, at like, if there's going to be a sequel, or if he's going to be bad or anything. But if he does end up being evil, then it kind of does, uh, it, it's very similar in that way. Yeah. Yes, very true. But uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Jekyll killed himself. Yeah. And um, that's what we expected from this. You know that... Um, uh, in after the first, after the third Star Wars movie, Return of the Jedi, uh, Harrison Ford wanted to die. He wanted to be a hero that died, a, a um, 
like a savior kind of uh, mm-hmm. character who died. Well, not come back because back then they didn't come back after they died <laughs> like they do now. Loki. Um, yeah. <laughs> but he wanted to die. And um, they uh, wouldn't let him. I think maybe it was after. He died in one of the newer ones. The, one, yeah, I the first died one, Kylo the, Ren. Yeah, he died yeah. with Kylo Ren. The reason that he pushed for that, I was so shocked at that. I, I still haven't recovered. <laughs> How many years has it been since I came? I still haven't recovered. I, they have that meme of Kylo Ren and 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 Harrison Ford, and I just hate that meme. Because I'm like, no, no, it was a terrible moment. Remember, my son's name is Han. So I was very influenced by Harrison Ford. Um, uh-huh. Anyway, so in uh, after Return of the Jedi, when they said they said if you die, we won't be able be able to sell the toys as well, and we want to be able to sell the toys of Han Solo because if he dies, then people aren't going to want to buy that toy. And he was really cross. the The story goes he was really upset that they made a decision just for the sale of toys instead of what would be dramatically um powerful mm-hmm. and it would have been dramatically powerful if harrison ford died really well, i feel if he died in like uh like a really cool like trying to save everyone type of way i feel like his sales would go up you know yeah it, you'd think so but do you know that uh chewy would have died which would have been no problem at the the um ribbon ceremony because he didn't even get an award <laughs> you know <laughs> It was mm-hmm. only uh it was only the captains I guess that got a that got an award but mm-hmm. um he maybe also he might have taken he, it it was the wrong person to die you know if if he had died maybe he would have been the hero of the story mm-hmm. you know and it would have t- taken the attention off of Luke who was the hero what do you mm-hmm. think Chica are you contributing <laughs> <laughs> Um, so in, um, maybe they, my point is that maybe they didn't have him die, though he should have, either as a twist, which wasn't a very good twist because it, it didn't make us satisfied, or maybe to sell the toys, you know, to sell the next franchise, uh, the next, uh, movie. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. if he it, dies, then you can't use him again. Yeah. Unless he comes back, because this is Marvel, Unless right? This is actually Loki in disguise. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. no. Okay, so um, so I would call that moral relativism, narcissistic hedonism. Because mm-hmm. he's just living for himself uh, at the end, where he's been ethical. He's had a mm-hmm. moral code all along. He gives it up at the very end, which is just, it's relative. It's okay for me. Mm-hmm. It's not okay for you to live, but it's okay for me to live. It's not okay for you to live by your rules, but it's okay for me to live by my rules. Mm-hmm. He's not forcing the same standard on everyone, which he was doing all along. Mm-hmm. He's like, we can't live. We are hurting people. And then at the end, it's like, eh, you know, yeah. I think that that's where the movie failed. For me, that very last bit, it was kind of cool how he flew up with this, how he flew up with the bats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really like the bats. <laughs> okay, so now we um moving on to Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, this one was so good. I love this one. Okay, tell tell us what you think about. Um it was it was sad like everyone's been saying it was really sad and I I like teared up twice in the theaters. Um I love the whole like the background story part of Rocket just you know, just making plans with his friends to you know, get out of that place and find a better home. And uh, that part was really sad. Um, I really liked that part. Um, <clears throat> and the whole, um, just the development that the the team members have together throughout the movie, I feel like was really nice. Like, you get to see their characters more in depth and their, like, relationships with each other and just see it develop throughout. And I think... I feel like that part was also really nice because after the second one, the second Guardians of the Galaxy was like really bad. <laughs> and um, personally, I didn't like it, but um, and like I hardly remember anything from it. So I feel like this was a really strong comeback for that franchise. What do you think, Han? Uh, the VFX, the fight scenes, I really mm-hmm. like them. I like the excessive use of wide camera angles. 
the jokes, everything was really nice. Uh, it was obviously a little sad. Uh, I'd put it top five Marvel movies for me. Yeah, the wow. villain was also really interesting. Very good villain. Very good. Dark. Yeah. Like. Idealistic. Yeah, guy. idealistic. Dark. Yeah, he was idealistic, but but then in the end, uh, what was the, what was it that they said at the end, that he he was pushing? I just wanted a perfect world, but actually, mm-hmm. he also enjoyed destroying yeah. what he had created. He just enjoyed the experimenting. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of he was a mad scientist, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. just I'm just trying to find the cure. It's more of, it's okay. We'll just start mm-hmm. over. It's okay. We'll just destroy them all. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah um also at the very end um this has been confirmed by the director that like spoiler alert after the guy was killed like after his face was peeled off and everything uh when the guardians of the galaxy was walking back to the ship carrying all the kids and the animals uh drax was actually carrying the guy really yeah he's actually not dead is it like is is confirmed mm-hmm. oh you know who else I really liked? Um, Warlock. I, I was kind of disappointed that he wasn't there, th- like, there more in the movie. Because, like, I really enjoyed his role. I feel like he brought a different level of humor to it. He's the whistle and, guy? Um, no, no, not the whistle. The, um, the, you know, the golden... The guy oh, yeah. didn't really have emotions. He was, he was weird. He was, like, he was this, weird, like, but he was, like, funny guy. weird. I really liked him. Mm-hmm. I, I would like to see him more in the movie. Yeah, at the end when, um, when he was saved, I felt like that was really cool. Yeah. He's actually crazy, crazy powerful. Like mm-hmm. they kind of downgraded him a little bit. I hope, hope we get a movie for him later or something, or just yeah. like he, more roles. He in didn't it. present. They weren't. He wasn't presented as a as heroic. He was presented as a goofball. Yeah, mm-hmm. they didn't present he's him as having a brain. He's more controlled by because like, he doesn't have a brain. That's the whole idea. Yeah, he was just he's an experiment. Yeah. But he, mm. we can obviously see he's slowly starting to develop these emotions. Oh, really? Yeah, like looking that. at the dog, saying, well, that makes me feel sad. I don't like how that makes me feel. Or that thing looks sad. I don't like how that makes me feel, things like that. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's I not Vision. Kind of... Nothing like Vision. <laughs> who, yeah. came, who came ready-made with his emotions. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. uh, oh, did you guys notice the scene when Warlock was saving uh, Peter? Like, they're in space, mm-hmm. and, like, Peter's got his hand out, and then, like, for a second, you can see the whole, like, uh, what do you call that? The creation of man. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is backwards. <laughs> the AI is creating uh-huh. the life yeah, on the, yeah. for the human. Yeah. I really thought he was going to die there. I, everybody I was like, it's too. such a sad movie. And I thought the sadness was, Rocket's going to die, because then Rocket dies. But then, no, and then it's like, Peter died. Oh, I thought it was Rocket, but it's Peter who died. And then he's going to, no, we don't die in Marvel. We don't die. <laughs> Oh, except for the um, the place they lived was nowhere, which is a god's skull, right? Mm-hmm. So gods die, but um, regular people don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the movie was um, wasn't as great. I wouldn't say it's a top five. Sorry, I I I wasn't. I was expecting different. Okay. So what do we see? We see him, um, they're, they're after Rocket. Awesome. You know, they're going to save someone. But generally, that kind of thing is a side plot. Mm-hmm. You know, generally, rescuing someone is a side plot. And, and it, was, it was a side plot that becomes the main plot without... And then the main plot becomes a side plot, right? The, the side plot got introduced first. But the main plot was... Um, this long-term uh, program of trying to create a utopia, right? Mm-hmm. But that's the side that becomes a side plot. Um, the the story kind of had two two directions it was going, um, which you know usually you have some sort of a relationship story, which is fine, but they um, they presented the movie as if we are going to rescue Rocket, but actually. Um, when the guy, the very first thing that happened is, what's his name? The, the golden man? Oh, uh, Warlock. Warlock. Warlock shows up, right? So Warlock shows there's a problem. He does start the original, the, the overall story with hurting Rocket, right? Um, 
and then uh, then he leaves without taking Rocket. If he had taken Rocket, that might have been go rescue, you know, and then try to find a cure. But instead it was like, let's go find a cure. Interesting how they found out that he needed a cure. You know, just kind of circumstantially. Um, I didn't hate the movie at all. I enjoy, I always enjoy watching movies with you guys. And, <laughs> uh-huh. and we uh, saw that, we saw that together. And um, uh, <clears throat> Rocket, um, we got to see his, his life. I loved that, that backstory. Mm-hmm. It's really cute. What was it? Floor? What are their names? Floor, Floor Layla. Teeth. Or two teeths, teeths with yeah. an F. Flor, Layla, and teeths. Layla's the only one who had a good name. <laughs> Everyone yeah. else fucked. Uh, so, so that part, that one part where the bunny was like, was like you know, rocket teeths go now. Oh that, yeah. That part was sad, and then he died, and it's like, yeah. come on. Yeah. Well, you know, um, you can see how why he's so hardened. Mm-hmm. You know that mm-hmm. that was really good. That they explained it. You know, we just thought he was, all along, we thought he was hardened because he'd been tortured. But actually, the torture was an emotional torture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know. But it was cute. That was a cute aspect to it. Mm -hmm. Um, What kind of uh, spiritual takeaways do we have from this? Um, One of the parts that I noticed, I think it was like towards the end, um, when the villain, what was the villain's name, by the way? Do Do you remember? High evolutionary. High evolutionary. <laughs> He's so narcissistic. <laughs> Did you see him step on the step stool when the girl was taller than him? Yeah. <laughs> or or like um, Rocket was like can't, and then he was like, it's can't. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. High evolutionary. At the very at the towards the end when he was like trying to make orders and, um, his his people or his his like, staff I guess, um they were trying to like uh contradict or not contradicts but say like you know if we do this then then it's gonna be it's gonna be bad basically and and he made some statements like um uh he made one statement he was like there is no god that's why i had to step in and right after that the people around him turned on him and you know tried to I guess shoot him. But their feeble attempt. Their feeble attempt to stop him, but it didn't really work. Um, I thought that part was really interesting. Yeah, my problem with that scene is they didn't explain that he had a, a device like that. No, that was they just They didn't his set own, it up. That was just his own power. Yeah. He had power? I'm yeah, pretty sure he it's like he has like a tele... Not... Like where you can just move things. Well, move then objects. wouldn't his people know that? Yeah, but like... I mean, they, they still... Do what they can. They can Plus, keep in mind they're all programmed. Like they're not like yeah. they don't have these emotions. Where like, oh, I want to live. Were they all mm-hmm. robots? Yeah, everyone there's not. No one there is like real. Like those people with the things in the, their heads and everything, all designed mm-hmm. by him. I thought that they were just controlled by him. I didn't know that they were all robots. Not necessarily robots. More like humans who have been completely like remade. And everything. Oh wow. But uh, yeah. But one thing I noticed in Marvel movies, I don't know if they did this intentionally, but like. Obviously, there's always, like, a talk about, oh, this person's a god, this person's mm-hmm. a god. But they also, like, um, they always show how only the, the people who think they're gods are always the ones who fail because they're not yeah. actually god. Like, yeah, I got Loki. Yeah. Got Thanos. Well, did Thanos? He kind of actually to have... He actually didn't think he was god. He was just but trying to play a But he did feel like big... he had the right to... Yeah. Honestly, decide like... Decide everyone's... Yeah, realistically... <laughs> okay. I'm not fully against Thanos. Like, not his younger self, but his older self, he was actually fairly mature. Like, he was like, hey, like, this is going to be completely random. I have nothing against anyone. We just got to do it for the greater good. And he's a guy who also honors his word. Like, when Tony, when Doctor Strange gave him the stone, he said, okay, Tony, you, like, you can live. I'll let you live. Um, but younger him in Endgame... That was the dangerous one because, like, you can see him, like, actually trying to kill the Avengers rather than just be them in his way mm-hmm. type of thing. So, yeah. So, what about, um, uh, we haven't talked about reductive naturalism, the idea that nature is 
the boss. You see any of that in either of these movies? Um, that just basically space. saying it's anything that's like evolution says we are, um, we are just a natural product. We are the maybe product. like the part where, you know, the high evolutionary, he was trying to change these animals. Like you know that one turtle scene. Um, that scene was terrifying, by the way. Um, the turtle became a monster. Yeah, like, yeah. His whole, um, his whole, like, thing, I guess, was, you know, taking these, these natural mm-hmm. <laughs> animals and trying to change them into different things. Like, even the world that he made, you know, it's all just weird creatures. Like, people, or animals that are acting like, uh, humans, um, so yeah, mm-hmm. I think that part kind of shows a little bit of reductive naturalism. Because mm-hmm. it, it's just uh, we are in control. <clears throat> we are in control of the direction that mm-hmm. we're moving, and this is completely science. And just like an experiment that fails, just say it's failed and mm-hmm. start over with new mice. You know, and those animals were his experimental animals. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really sad about mm-hmm. Rocket's friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That one part at the end, um, you <clears throat> when he's, he he saved like you know they save all the kids and, um, then he sees that there are the there's the other animals there, and uh, he's just like looking at the little the little raccoons raccoon babies and, um, then he sees you know on the side it says the species is a raccoon, um. Yeah, that part was really emotional because you know throughout like the other movies he's always like I'm not I'm not a raccoon, and mm-hmm. that the end he's like I'm rocket raccoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's funny. that that whole we got to save everyone we haven't saved mm-hmm. everyone and then everybody comes in yeah. and rescues all the all the animals you know it's just like oh mm-hmm. yay mm-hmm. Yeah. you know I was told you're gonna cry um, and I thought it was because Rocket was gonna die or something like that. But I just cried right there. I cried because they rescued the animals. Yeah. You know, it's just like it's a happy uh-huh. cry. Not a not a sad rocket's dead. Mm-hmm. And I, I wasn't so sad about Peter dying. But yeah. you yeah, know, me either. You know. <laughs> like it would have been sad, but like it would have been like, oh, okay. Yeah. So, um what about autonomous individualism? What is that? Um, where you you have you feel like you have the you know, right to control yourself. Like, you you decide your own future. Mm-hmm. You decide your own everything. So where do we... Which is a, another one of the false philosophies, anti, um, anti-God philosophies that are in this world. So where do you see that in either of these movies that we watched? Um, well, in Morbius, um, what, was, what was the... Milo... He kind of had he had a very like individualistic mindset like, um, every I mean everything he was doing, after he got the serum in him, um, was just for himself. I can do what I want. Yeah, I can do what I want. Nothing mm-hmm. can stop me. Mm-hmm. Um, and now finally I have all the power. What mm-hmm. do you think, Han? Where do you see it? Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. Do you see anybody that's, it's kind of. Just go and just, I can do what I want. My life is whatever I want it to be. High evolutionary. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, yeah. he was, he, I don't know, his, he was trying to control, I mean, he, he was, like, wanting all the power to himself. And he was also trying to, you know, have power over everyone else as well. Like, you know, making a whole planet just for himself. <laughs> or, like, for his ideas, his experiments. Um, so he, he definitely plays into that role too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Han? I agree with Son. Um, besides him, can't really, maybe Adam Warlock, but then again. I mean, he didn't really like. Yeah. He, I don't, I don't really feel like a sense of indi- individualism from him. Like he was doing what people were telling him to do. Yeah, but like towards the end, obviously he started being like, uh, I'm not going to listen to anyone anymore. Yeah, but it wasn't so. It wasn't. Yeah, like, not in a bad way. Obviously. So he he way. broke off from the the wrong control yeah. mm-hmm. that he was under, 
and he came under the power, under the control of the ethic of, of the people, like mm-hmm. the save everyone ethic, right? The save, every, remember he says, why are you saving me, mm-hmm. right? And so the save everyone ethic um, that he was against at the beginning, he was forced against, he, he gave, gave that up. So, so in a sense, the morality of the story was don't hurt other people, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And let's help each other and let's save our friends. It's, it's just a very strong friendship mm-hmm. friendship message. I think that's probably Selen why you really liked it because yeah, it's all about friendship and you're mm-hmm. very like, Friendship faithful. is magic, as uh, is magic. My Little Pony says. <laughs> 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 yeah. So um, any uh, last words about um, these movies? For Morbius, I would say I, I liked the idea of Morbius. I'll admit that. I think I feel like the idea in the beginning was pretty cool. Um, I feel like in some ways they could have made it better. Um, and that way I, I enjoy watching it more. Like it wasn't it wasn't a bad movie, but I feel like it could have been made in a better way. Um, as for Guardians of the Galaxy, I that one's a, that one is in my top five. <laughs> Um, I I really liked that one, and I I liked all the the character developments that I saw in it, and just um, you know the CGI was also really really cool, and I just I really liked that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can say the same. Uh, I feel like if they made Morbius in a more like horror rated R <laughs> horror gruesome movie <laughs> with these type of visual effects, it could be really good. <laughs> As for Guardians of the Galaxy, it's a good film, good way to finish up the trilogy. Oh, yeah, I um, I think it's fun to watch Marvel movies. I think uh, it's um, they're they're really clever. Uh, we have to be oh, beware of the f- philosophies that are coming in and be discerning. Um, before we uh, close up this episode, I wanted to uh, talk about the idea of. Um, a book that I read recently called Christian Horror by Mike Duran. And um, in that uh, book, he says that Christians should write and read horror and um, that that the horror genre belongs to Christianity. Um, can you guess why he would say that? Maybe because, like, there's a lot of unex like there are things that people um say are like like you know people believe in a lot of like supernatural things and they're always like they you know the sasquatch or you know aliens or those types of things and to someone who doesn't have like um uh, who who's maybe like an atheist or something would say it's uh it is just what it is but when you have a more like christian perspective you can kind of take things that you you like you can apply some what's that word like it can be kind of explained through some views in christianity mm-hmm. if you know what i mean mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, maybe that's why they say mm-hmm. horror is Christian genre. Horror should be consumed by Christians. It doesn't. They're not saying that you got to spoon feed children horror movies, make mm-hmm. them sit in front of some sort of terrifying thing. But um, why? Why do you think he would say? Why do you think he would say that Christians should not just uh, automatically write off anything that's scary? Um, you know how they say they do these ratings. It's like um, family-friendly means that it's got no swearing, no violence, no sex, you know. But then the violence part is what makes it Christian, right? So you end up with these Amish <laughs> dramas, you know, or whatever. Amish where, vampires. Remember when we, when we were watching those, like, love comes softly things mm-hmm. and we just got sick of them because there was just no no content mm-hmm. you know there was it was so empty sorry for Jeanette Oak fans out there but it was just felt so like it's missing the drama but why would 
um, back to my question for you, Han. Why do you think that somebody would say that um, the Christians should not automatically write off uh, scary movies? Uh, it's good to scare yourself once in a while, humble yourself <laughs> up, and prepare yourself for the hardships of this world. <laughs> and demons. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's there's another world out there that uh, that we need to not pretend is not there. It's easy. This is this is the reductive naturalism that says nothing here but this world, nothing here but this world. There's no spirit world. Well, the um in um which country is that? Um, a Middle Eastern country. It'll come to me in a second. Uh, they forbid the movie Exorcist from showing. And the reason that they forbid Exorcist from showing, they forbid their, to show in the, movie, to the, in the country, Tunisia, because it was too much of Christian propaganda. <laughs> the, the guy who made The Exorcist said that the reason it resonates is because of his Christian faith. The guy who made it, was a Christian. I've never seen Exorcist. Have you guys seen Exorcist? Mm-hmm. I don't know that I'm going to watch it and do a, a <laughs> podcast about it. Uh, um, but uh, the the point that Mike Duran is making is that goodness versus evil is our story. Light versus darkness is our story. If there's no darkness, then light is shining in the light. It's like light, shine a candle in the sunshine. You know, oh yeah, there's a cute little candle over there. But when it's at night, that makes uh, much more clear that there's a light there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, any final words? Anything else to say about anything? That's it for me. I do want to ask you, Han, what's coming? What's on the uh, agenda for the Marvel future? Um, Marvel slowing down their production because they've realized. Phase four, they rushed a lot of projects that were really bad. So now they're going to slow it down a little bit more. I think this summer, uh, a movie comes out called The Marvels. Uh, I have 0% interest in it, and I would not waste <laughs> my money on that. Who's um, even involved in that? Like, uh, it's, like, it's like the three female, like Brie Larson. Oh, never mind. Yeah. It's like Miss Marvel. It's like Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, and like some mm. random other girl. It's like just it's like Captain Marvel 2, basically. Mm. Um uh, was there, oh, there was a Captain Marvel movie. I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, movie. I forgot about it too. <laughs> um, and after that, honestly, I don't know about anything that's coming out anytime soon. What about other cool pop culture movies? That uh, we're, Flash we're is coming out sometime. That, that is, one looks that really com- interesting. Yeah, that comes out in that's two DC? weeks. Yeah, that's DC. DC. Here's the thing, though. Uh, DC is now going to be ran by James Gunn, which is the guy who directed Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. DC's been getting crazy, like, you know, like, they're... DC has never been able to perform well. They can make good movies, but they don't have... They can never keep the same actor. They keep on switching up their actors. The Batman actor always confuses me. Like, I don't know which one's the official Batman. Yeah, like... Yeah, (laughs) but, uh... (laughs) We got the vampire. We got the, you know, we got the... Was um, Bruce Willis Batman at one point? I don't yeah, know. I think so. Last I heard, it was Ben Affleck, but I think it's been changed. Yeah, but it's been to Robert Pattinson. But in the Flash film, apparently, they're going to do Ben Affleck Batman, and they're bringing back Michael Keaton Batman. Oh. Remember the Batman movie? So they're going to have three Batmans? Two. They're not going to have Robert Pattinson. In the same movie? Two, yes. It's 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 like a multi it's like Spider Man No Way Home type of oh, movie. Oh, okay, I see. So Flash is like. Well, they have to like do their little. We have we have multiverses too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That that looks interesting. That yeah. comes out August sixteenth, I think. I want I want DC to have a good future. They can make mm-hmm. good films. In fact, some of their films I think are better than Marvel films. Batman versus Superman was really good. Batman a lot of Superman people hated it, but good. It all really I can remember is that hairy chest. <laughs> that was that Superman's, was Justice League. That was Justice League. Superman's hairy chest is like ew. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I really wish they kept Henry Cavill. Yeah. Yeah, I guess yeah. there's that big problem yeah. about him being uh, rejected, huh? Yeah. yeah. No, it was very. I don't know. I don't know if you guys actually watched Black Adam. I saw mm-hmm. it. So it's basically yeah, it's DC. So you guys know Shazam. Yeah. Black Adam is like the bad guy of the Shazam family, mm-hmm. and it's like uh, the actor is The Rock, mm-hmm. and 
Dwayne. Dwayne so can you see him as anything except all these comedies he's done? You know, no. and it was comedies. These like these daddy that, daddy daycare comedies. You know, yeah. he's always funny. That no, that movie uh, was. It's like that again. VFX action is so good, but they have to add something that just makes it super cringy. In this one, it was like this, twelve-year-old uh, like boy in Egypt or something who's like fighting for the freedom of his land. And like, it's just, there are some, some of the most illogical scenes. Like he's at the top of an apartment. This kid is at the top of the apartment and there are like 20 guards, you know, going up the stairs, trying to go to where he is. And to be more quiet, instead of tiptoeing across the hallway, he puts his skateboard down and pushes it slowly. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of actually stepping across in socks, he gets on top of the skateboard and slowly, um, like pushes it (laughs) at the very end to get his skateboard just so he can put it in his hand faster. <laughs> he slams on the ground so he can just do that thing. And yeah, but no, it was it was a fail. Um, the Rock fought so hard for... Are you guys going to watch that movie? No. Okay. The Rock fought very hard for um, Henry Cavill to be in the end credits scene. Mm-hmm. And Henry Cavill was put in the end credits scene. And then like two weeks later, uh, DC dropped Henry Cavill again. And I'm pretty sure they're dropping The Rock now. What? Yep. They don't have well, enough money, as what I heard. They can't mm-hmm. afford it because mm-hmm. it didn't do well. So go see DC movies so we can yeah, get some look more money. Look forward to Flash. Flash trailer was really, really good. I'm yeah. really excited for that one. Yeah. All right. Well, this uh, episode has been sponsored by Second Thessalonians 1.10. Oh. He comes on that day to be glorified in his uh, saints and to be marveled at among all who have believed. All right, friends, thank you for listening to They All Marveled podcast. This has been episode seven of our podcast. You can find show notes for this episode, including links to everything uh, we talked about at christianuniverse.org. Take a look. We also have a quiz to test whether or not you will survive an apocalypse. If you want to find that out, take take a look, take a gander at that. Again, christianuniverse.org. That's it for this time. So long. Goodbye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.